me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. On this episode of DC On Screen, we are talking about Black Lightning Season 3, right after this uncontrollable mystery sponsor. Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh. Inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 590. I'm David C. Robertson. This is my trusty co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. This podcast, where we talk about the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming in the past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we kind of don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game. So beware of spoilers. Welcome to the show. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> Do you remember this season? Uh, mostly. <laughs> Is you just finished it, and it's been a it's been a few weeks for me. Yeah, and it's it's, and, uh, it's been a long haul. There's a lot of pauses, and and then as I was like looking over some like recap material, I was like, I don't remember a lot of this. <laughs> like, and not like I kind of I remember like the overarching like what happened to most of the characters. I think, mm-hmm. but man, it was convoluted. Yeah, a little bit with the Markovians and the virus and. Yeah, it's it. Uh, it seemed to speed up toward the uh, the last half. It, it mm-hmm. seemed to get I don't know more uh, congealed, I guess. In in the last half, it seemed like I was following one very specific story there for a while. Yeah, yeah. I I think um I think the biggest issue with this season is that it was broken up so so uh, ardently because for a sixteen episode season. Mm-hmm. Like for me, the disconnect I think happened in the episode with, and this is the worst episode of the season, by the way. The the crisis tie-in where Jennifer is talking or seeing the two different versions of herself from Earth One and Earth Two, and then that kind of just ends with like them getting eradicated and Jefferson being teleported away for a crisis on Infinite Earths. So. I don't know. I think I would have just rather them had like a normal episode where like at the end, like they're like, Hey, why is the sky red? And then Jefferson's gone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, I, I liked that everyone died before that happened, but still. Yeah. But it's like, I, it, it, it's like a month or so for us in between the, you know, that 
and and when we pick back up. Yeah. Almost to the point where like when I think of season three, I just think of the last half at this point. Yeah. But um, that's fair. A lot of stuff happened though, uh, before and after. Um, you know, I think my favorite episode is like before the break though, where uh, Henderson gets um, Jefferson to to go to that their old teacher's apartment complex. And she's like dealing weed and shit out of there and refuses to leave. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a fun bit. <laughs> and and that was like the moment where Jefferson was like, mm, nope, we're 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 no, we're not doing this anymore, ASA. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's like I love as we open the show, as we open the series in in or the season, I should say. I'm trying not to be British. <laughs> um I I love that. Uh, they are they are in voluntary lockdown with the ASA, and I love the humility of Jefferson and Lynn, and really of the Pierce family, even though the the girls really struggle with that. Um, I love that Jefferson is willing to work within this rigid, untrustworthy system until the system just becomes untenable. Like when he realizes, like, oh no, they're screwing over. They really are for real screwing people over. They're not trying to, they're not doing, you know, somewhat questionable things for a good reason. Nope. This is just straight up wrong. Yeah. Well, it fits him though. I mean, he was a principal. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Kind of, it, that's the whole thing being a principal. I, I feel like is you're, you're working in a system that you know is yeah, a little off mm-hmm. from time to time, more like either corrupt or maybe just mismanaged or whatever. Like that, there's not a 100% efficient school system in any country that I know of. There's always something, and uh, yeah, it makes makes sense for him to to transfer that. But mm-hmm. I like that he does bounce out when he he sees it get finally gets too fucked up for him. Oh yeah, yep. Um, but yeah, I I think I think uh, patience is maybe even more than his powers. Jefferson's greatest gift. I I really like that about him. Uh, just yeah, because his I, like moral compass is it's pretty good. I, I, uh, I yeah, I would have just started him. blasting away, dude, like way sooner. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> it it would occur to me. But I think even I still think he even wanted to trust Odell. Like he thought that I think he was trying to see the best in Odell in the ASA. Well, wouldn't like, you want to though? Like imagine yeah. somebody came along that was that powerful, mm-hmm. and they seemed to look gray. Mm-hmm. Do you want to just fight him immediately? Which would be well, no. an instinct for sure, and I could get behind it for certain reasons. But if you could adopt that kind of power and use it for the right reasons, fuck yeah, yeah, that feels like a very yeah. Jefferson kind of move. Yeah, I mean, and that's yeah, I mean, it's like he wanted to at least hope that they were doing the wrong thing for the right reasons. Yeah, just the just like just like how he sees the best in his students. How he sees the best of his children when he's like, oh, y'all have killed so many people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's no stranger to moral ambiguity. Oh, baby girl, stop killing folk. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> you gotta not do that. And then like, plus that ASA suit was dope. It was like, hmm, here's a little, oh, well, that is a really cool suit. Sorry, Gamby. Yeah, one bad. I like my little nanotech Iron Man suit. And I still, I like the, uh, the Odell actor still cracks me up. Yeah, he's great. It, it, but he, the reason I like him is he, he speaks with such power and confidence, and he looks like a guy that might die tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just has that, um, like, you, you ever see, like, an old beagle? Yes. With the droopy eyes kind of thing going on? Uh-huh. He, he very much has that 
persona to me, like just just an old wise dog. But he yeah. he just seems to be so damn prescient and and uh, and and present, really. Mm-hmm. Oh man, he's yeah, not he's getting anything drooping. past this old dog kind of deal. Yeah, he's like a you know a malevolent uh, droopy. Yeah. What's that blue dog from the old cartoons? I don't know. I just remember the little white dog, mm. Droopy. That works too. <laughs> um, I, it, I'm torn with Anissa because you know what? I am still not crazy about the actress, even though she does a good job. I just there's something just off for me about her performance, like all the time, and I don't know what it is exactly. No, for me, it's always been the writing. Uh, with her. Really? Like, I've never had really a problem with her performance as much as I have had her direction. Hmm. Because I loved her direction here in this season. Yeah. This season, I felt like she had a lot to do. It's really in the first couple seasons where she was just kind of flailing because they would write her as uh, very aware and and Mm -hmm. very on board. And then they would write her as petulant in the next scene. And I I just, the flip flopping. Well, part of that might be age. Yeah. Part of that I get. It's they can throw it in. Ah, she's young. Yeah, she's like seventeen. <laughs> yeah, she. Yeah, I. I get and you that. know what? It's also it's really annoying to like try to do the right thing and then always have like you know your high school principal dad standing over your shoulder being like, you know that shit ain't right. Damn it, dad. Oh, I'd hate it. I would hate. It. <laughs> like I don't. I don't envy her position at all. It. it, it and there's some relatability to her flip floppiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's one of the reasons I've never completely written her off. I guess. Um, that makes sense to me in a, in a way, Mm -hmm. but also kind of wanted her to find some direction. I feel like she finally did. I sort of, but so every time I feel like every time Anissa stops being Blackbird and starts being Thunder, I feel like she's back where she belongs. And I think that's what the writers want us to feel. I'm not saying that that's what needs to happen, but because (laughs) What's interesting is that they paint Thunder as sort of a more of a straight-laced symbol of hope working within the system, specifically her father's system, mm-hmm. and Blackbird as more of a Malcolm X by any means necessary persona. And mm-hmm. also, I, I love that Anissa feels uh, like compelled to keep those two personas separate. Like she, even she knows, like mm, I can't be doing Blackbird shit if I'm being Thunder, which is true. I respect. Yeah, that. totally. Um, and I I really like. And I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm a little impressed that they kind of brought those snide Harriet Tubman jokes from season one mm-hmm. uh, to come full circle here because she's literally leading an underground railroad of metahumans <laughs> to freedom. <laughs> I think that's neat. That was yeah. a really cool thing. Um, and I like what Grace and Anissa bring out in each other. I like how Anissa has grown. I like what Grace brings out in Anissa. Because I don't feel like Grace is that much of a character on her own yet. She seems to be like the single person embodiment of the metas. Like she's the downtrodden metas for us, like incarnate. And we get to see Anissa's heart and her mission through her treatment of Grace, which I feel like grounds that underground railroad mission. Yeah. Because without the Grace element, I'd be like, I'm kind of struggling. Other than just doing what she thinks is right, I'm kind of struggling what her... Where her heart is in this, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, a little bit. Um, you can you like you can see where she wants to do the right thing and where her and Jefferson are kind of on the same page, but she mm-hmm. wants to go in a different direction. It's cracked me up because she's essentially being an outsider. Which uh, guess what? Black Lightning. Um, right. That I like. I get where she's coming from, 
But some of the stuff where she's just obstinately doesn't want to participate with other people, again, it's, it's just age. Yeah. And I, th- I do think it's funny, though, that at the end of the day, Black Lightning winds up going to help Blackbird and Henderson mm-hmm. do this <laughs> the very thing that Blackbird was trying to get away from her dad to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I liked all of that. Yeah, I, that was nice I come around. That was all fantastic. And um, also, like you said, I do like Grace and I do like that she's uh, a little bit amorphous, but she's, you know, a morph. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes sense to me. Like, If I could change into any shape, I would have trouble with my identity as well. Yeah, though, I that might be a clever excuse for the writers to get away with not making her a full fledged character yet. Well, yes and no. <laughs> I mean, I and, in the same I way mean, that they're... When would you have time in this season to make her a full-fledged character? You wouldn't. You wouldn't make it still make sense and make some sense, some actual stuff happen, like some season arcs. Um, it, it does, like, it. I like her as a character. I like the actress. I like those two together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like that she's incorporated in, into the family in the last few episodes in a way that feels very, very, very real. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was rewarding. But I, I do still like that there's a little bit there to, to you know, to take up next season with her. Yeah, yeah she was one of the payoffs a, that I've enjoyed. She's in a coma now, and it's because Grave Digger said fight each other and to the death or whatever. And yeah, <sighs> I guess it's her. I guess it's Anissa's fault that she's in the coma. Yeah, it's the uh, old thing though. Antibody ain't dead. Oh yeah, no. Um, and that stand. That's also for uh, Jamila Olson. I love that she got shot at the last bit where she <laughs> where she was doing the report, and some dude just runs up and shoots her. Yeah, and that was, oh, that was gut-wrenching weird but um <laughs> she we didn't see her die so i, I assume she's still alive some in some years old hope well i mean on the, on the other hand they could just kill her yeah we'll never see her again and be like oh well that, that sucks for her <laughs> yeah. but I, I mean that's the end of the arc that's it um well we got somewhere but yeah jennifer goes through a very similar thing you know where she's working it's sort of like She's doing what Jefferson's doing, where she's like, okay, to keep the family safe, I'm going to participate. I'm going to do what I, I need to do. Uh, let's take out these relays or whatever. Let's take out these stations. Whoops, there were a bunch of people in there. I didn't know, but Odell gave me a fancy suit. And Jefferson's like, yeah, I can't be mad at it. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I get it. I get it. But yeah, the, 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 good, the good thing about that, crisis crossover though that episode was we do see like jennifer like what happens with jennifer feels herself too much and goes along with the asa too much and and gets seduced by power uh yeah you know by by fucking nightmare yeah shit does not work out yeah no she's um um, she i think single-handedly the most powerful person in this show she might very well be yeah short of gravedigger with all of his like siler abilities Mm mm-hmm combined mm-hmm. um I, I i love the character's uh capacity to love and trust i think like i really like that on one hand she's just gonna go hang out on the roof and smoke some weed and be like y'all are stupid yeah and then and then but she's still just like no khalil's gonna beat this he's not painkiller painkiller is a construct that somebody created in his mind yeah <laughs> khalil is the it's, real person it's the that and I'm mean, gonna like really quickly. I'm just gonna tell you the two most annoying story arcs that I've seen in the entire show so far. Uh-huh. One, the Khalil being uh, some uh, little construct, and mm-hmm. uh, painkiller being uh, some little thing that's trapped in Khalil's mind. 
is yeah, just I hated the execution of that. Boring as hell. I hate the mind. I hate, I hate mindscape scenes. Yeah, I the, hate them. Yeah, that the concept in general just annoys the shit out of me at this point. Like the actor did a really good job playing both. Oh yeah, and he did a great job. I enjoyed seeing them like fight each that other. That was the part that surprised and, and me. Stuff. Was when they actually fought. I was really on board. I thought it was great. Like yeah. whoever's the body double playing along with him, fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's weird and it's janky for me. Like, I don't like them, like, incepting him and going in there and locking him in a closet. And then, no, like, that's all keep so seeing... boring for me. Yeah, me too, man. I and hated I, it, it. It could just be from where I come from. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I've gotten bored with that kind of stuff. But let me let me just say, though, I, and I, don't, I guess we don't have, like, he says he is Khalil right before he shoots Odell. Yeah. And, man, I wish he had killed Odell. God, that would have just been such a bad. Oh, turn. as as Khalil killed Odell. Yeah, I'm mean, like sorry. Well, I like the idea that he just shot him through the spleen just to give that give the character a glimmer of hope. Like, oh, he's a badass, but you know, but man, I wanted Khalil as like the Punisher. I wanted like Khalil and Painkiller to merge <laughs> into a force for good, and I wanted him to go for Tobias next. That's what I wanted. And he well, might still like very well there's be a, that. There's a painkiller in the back of his head, just kind of shouting instructions, and sometimes he's like, you know what, you're right. Yeah, you, that's a good call. We're gonna do this. Yeah. Odell needs to I think to that down. actor can. That actor's uh, man. If, he's definitely capable. He's absolutely capable. Like they they did a couple of scenes in the Mindscape episode where he's like confronting the fact that he killed his own mother, and yeah. he did a really good job with it. Oh yeah, I was super impressed with that job. That part of the Mindscape, I um, had some emotional payoff, and I enjoyed that. I just mm-hmm. it could have been done. It could have been done differently, and that actor mm-hmm. could have done it differently. I agree. It would have been just as powerful. It's just that I don't like the premise of the Mindscape thing, as you're calling it. Yeah. Can I guess the other thing that you hated this season? I, you don't even have to guess. You can just state it. <laughs> Lynn being I, addicted to green yes, light. You know I hated exactly it, too. It <laughs> there was and a I, 0% chance you were going to guess that wrong. I get that she's taking it to enhance her own abilities so she can find this cure, but... And I get that they basically brainwashed her into doing it. It's just, I just, I'm so bored by addiction episodes, especially CW versions of addiction That's uh, one of the problems. Episodes. CW can't do a proper addiction episode. And I don't care how much green Adderall that bitch takes. It is not going to actually make a real <laughs> problem for me. It's just, she it's was very rough. It and, was a few steps beyond Laurel and her baby Tylenol. Yeah, but it wasn't because they made up a drug so they could make her look worse on it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty that's, sure that's there's a restriction. I'd have to look it up to be sure, but it, when I have, I'd have to call people and and pretend I was someone different to to actually find the answer to this. But I'll bet you there's a restriction where if you say you're using a real street drug, an actual thing that's not mm-hmm. fictional, you can only show so much. And if you make a fake one, you can show a little bit more. I'll bet you that's a real thing. Oh, absolutely. I bet that is. And in this case, yeah, she has a real problem. She definitely does. Like they some of some of the bits of her struggle with that did kind of make sense to me. Like when she's at the dinner table and they're all saying like, look, this, this is a family matter and all that. Like when she supposedly throws away the last of the stashes she has and all that shit, it's, that's fine. But even then that was a, a, like a finally a rewarding moment in a storyline that I was just annoyed by Mm -hmm. where Lynn has constantly had the problem of great actress, nothing to do with her. Like what they're giving her, she does great with. They never give her enough. It, like the one thing they did a callback on that I really enjoyed was one of the times when I've been like, yeah, 
get it was when she just shot a dude when they were in that like uh hostile situation in what is it uh-huh. season one yeah she just shotguns a motherfucker yo yeah which dude i loved every moment of lynn with tobias lynn with tobias season. was pretty good that was that was the like, height i think of lynn she held her with, own with him yeah. she was actually a badass she like anticipated what bullshit he was gonna oh it was good and yeah. he's you know he gives as good as he gets if not more he's fantastic no he's he's maniacal and a lot of fun and he's one of the things that i felt like we could have had a, a lot of payoff with this season that didn't necessarily happen oh i don't know i don't there, know i think he was he's a, still the out there for amount. next season that's fine absolutely but um, you know i think we got him the perfect amount like yeah i can roll with that too he's just well, there him, kind of as like, a plotting and planning in the background Lala. Or, or maybe oh, like, Lala. yeah, Lala. They, yeah, actually, that's a good point. They've both had great arcs. I, I, mm-hmm. I really enjoy both of those actors. Yeah. Um, and they, Lala had a great arc this season. Like him and Jefferson's little nod on the street when they were both like just protecting a shut down fucking free Freeland. Oh, um, it was uh, Henderson. Henderson. Sorry. Um, who the fuck did I say? Jefferson. Jefferson. Jesus. And him and Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Henderson's little thing in the street was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I, I loved everything we got with Bill Henderson this year. I, I loved him you know, acting like he wasn't part of the resistance. He was just a cop doing his job. Yeah. He's really part of the resistance. Loved Lala and Henderson coming along that. Oh, my God. That was, that was so good. great. There's that a was lot. So great. It'll, it'll, it will kind of be fun to get back to the show post Markovia. Mm-hmm. I hate Markovia. And that's not just here. I hate Markovia in the comics. I hate it in... Uh, Young Justice, I've hated Markovia every time I've ever heard of it. Young Justice is the most I've ever liked it, but otherwise it can be a little boring. Yeah. It's so boring. I agree. I have never met a a version of Geoforce that I like. (laughs) (laughs) Young Justice is as close as it's going to get, buddy. He's like basically good Geomancer. I just just don't like him. (laughs) I, I understand. I get it. He's usually played about as well, too. Like... And we'll get to him. Uh, I don't want to skip over Bill Henderson here because... Oh, that death that, scene. That death scene, man. That I ain't hurt. ready to go, man. Oh, That hurt. Dude, that, I sat I actually there. had to pause a little bit and kind of feel that. Like, I watched, the, I watched the show with my wife, and she, was, she fell asleep. She fell asleep. It's her least favorite show of all the CW shows. So she gets a little bogged down with it. She, fall, she fell asleep because it's dense, and, you know, she also has... a problem laying on the couch and not falling asleep sure <laughs> as many of us do an american problem if there ever was one but she missed the death scene i sat i sat there and wept as this thing played then when she woke up she was like oh no i'm sorry i fell asleep she like watched the ending of the show and i was sitting there drawing or something watched that scene again cried again <laughs> i get it <laughs> And then, like, as we were talking about later, like, I got choked up. (laughs) It's a good line. Delivered very well. (laughs) Like, all of this, like, you know, uh, Jefferson saying that he's his best friend and just all of it was so, so good. So good. So well done. And it is a little forced. I don't completely feel like the Bill Henderson character got the 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 do the arc that I was looking for throughout the course of the series. No, but I. But I understand the actor's leaving. He just wants to leave, which is uh, fine. I, he's got another job. A lot of the season, the wrap of of the season in general, felt a little forced. So this didn't mm-hmm. shock me to see something like that. But goddamn, he had a great outro. Yeah, he did. He had a really great outro. Yeah, that that one hurt. 
speaking of Tobias, though, that deadly evil piece of shit. <laughs> Dude, him finally getting free of the ASA, making that poor woman cook and serve him dinner with a dead husband and a dead son right there in her own house. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Just. Oh, he's a miserable son of a bitch. He's so good. Mm-hmm. And I feel really bad, but I giggle every time he calls Black Lightning any alliter- alliterative and unnecessarily racist thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like alliteration. It's kind of way. his thing. It's just like he's so he's so over the top in a way, but <laughs> well, but just, over the top in a way where we're already familiar with him being over the top. Like in season one, he was he was top of the world, man. He he was king of Freeland. He and then we'd find moments where he was playing chess with himself and and really like talking and antagonizing himself effect, effectively. Mm-hmm. Like I know there was a painting on the wall. I don't give a fuck. That wasn't what was actually happening. Right. That dude's crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. And yeah, to see him drawn this low and to see him come back up should be a lot of fun. Yeah. But you know, the one thing I would have missed is the one thing I, I actually kind of wished I'd seen in the finale. And the, the one thing I missed is it would have been really fun to see somebody as powerful as Tobias is. And he is. And he's a stable made in his own in, a, in his own right. Mm-hmm. To see him brought in to fight Gravedigger would have been a lot of fun. That would have been fun. But I'm only wishing. I don't want to hold that against the show. I just think it would have been fun. Yeah. Still enjoy uh, but I got. How did you feel about... How, okay. How did you feel about Gravedigger? Basically, Wayne Brady as Siler from yeah, Heroes. Wayne Brady as Siler, <laughs> effectively. Um, one of my favorite parts about this is like Wayne Brady is... is uh, I've seen it. I've only seen his name recently... I mean, God, it feels like it's been 15 years since I've seen his name. And then mm. I'm watching Preacher, and uh, it's like Tom Brady and... Uh, Tom Wayne? Brady? Yeah, well, they're, they're, there's some... In Preacher, there's some specific formula, and I can't remember the two names. But I think it was Tom Brady and so-and-so Wayne. or maybe, But I think it amounted to the Wayne Brady shot or something like mm-hmm. that. No, maybe it was Wayne Brady and Tom Brady. Anyway, um, he was name-checked as, like, the perfect good... Or or like the perfect in between, whatever it was. No, all right, sorry. Tom Brady was the shot. Wayne Brady was the second name. Tom something was the first name, and I can't remember who. And I think the Wayne Brady was like uh, the the exemplar of good, you know? Okay. And that is in my lifetime because I've only really known him from whose line is it anyway. Um, He's Mm. always just been this happy go lucky uh, fucker. Like he's just clever, on his feet, super optimistic, all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And then I turn around. And he gets name-checked as such on uh, Preacher. Man, I wish I remembered that, but it's been a year and a half, I think, since that aired. Mm-hmm. And then I see him as Gravedigger, and then this month I see that like he's... Um, like, I see him as Gravedigger, and I think, man, it's, he's actually really good as a villain. That was a, that was a pretty good turn. He, he did a good job. He is. And, you know, by the way, he <laughs> he's responsible <laughs> for, for my favorite gin moment of the season, uh, where he's just... Going on about how, uh, oh, o- I Obama, sent you this text. Yes, exactly. Yeah, o- yeah. Obama no, we had the and, same feeling. And uh, <laughs> Martin Luther King were were cowards, and they didn't. They were ineffectual, and all this stuff. And he's like giving her the the, the rant, you know. Yeah. And she's like, "Uh huh. Is this history and black moment over? <laughs> yeah. Our moment in black history over. Yeah. Is this moment in black history over? So good. And then, yeah, whops him a little bit. Yeah. That was that was so really good. good. No, he. On this show, he had a, he had a great character. I enjoyed Gravedigger. Fun name, by the way. 
Yeah, it's a good, um, it's a good name. I want to say good concept, but within the context of this show, it was slightly different. It's not like, uh, it's not like Siler's unprecedented. It wasn't the first character in the history of comics that ever could accumulate powers. Mm-hmm. It's just that, man, Siler was a really good character, and it's kind of yeah. become iconic. By so the way, anytime I, somebody can do that, I kind of think, oh, Siler. I do want to point out how ironic it is mm-hmm. that uh, it was Black Lightning that gave me a character named Gravedigger that made me think of the whitest musician ever. Oh, who's that? Because every time they said Grave Digger, I thought of Dave Matthews. Grave Digger. Oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't even want to think about this song. Yeah. <laughs> like, please, don't make me keep thinking of Dave God, Matthews. God, it's been forever since song. I heard that. <laughs> I mean, maybe 20 years I've heard that, it feels like. God, it's been a minute. No, it yeah, it's be been years. a while. 15 years, I guess. It's been a while, but like, you know, me and my wife are both like earworming over here, walking around all week, talking about grave digger when you dig my grave. <laughs> Damn it. God, that's been, it was like the third album or something. Uh, it was a, it was a solo album. Some devil. It's actually pretty good. Oh, shit. It's actually a pretty good album. <laughs> Early aughts then, I guess. I don't know whatever happened to that album. I used to own it, but uh it's around there somewhere. That was a really long time ago. That was like the makeout music, you know, back in the day. That's what oh, you know, the girls that I like wanted music. to make out. Yeah. I mean, I would have gone further towards like Nick Drake or, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I was listening like that. more like a perfect circle and the underworld soundtrack for makeout music. It was a very different mm, time. Yeah. Yeah. Not like, you know, raunchy makeout music, like, you know, romantic makeout music. Oh, I don't know if I had a tone for that at that time. Yeah, I didn't. Just don't have, know if that was what I had on my, at my disposal. I didn't have like sex music. Yeah. I thrown on like Eric Clapton <laughs> Unplugged or something. Well, that's not true. I I had actual sexy time music that I played, but it was always Al Green. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's just fine. That's make out and, and or sexy times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or that like that's the kind of music you could make out sexy times or just like. Hold your three month old while you feed her a bottle, kind of thing. Right. Whatever. That right. that is just the human experience. It can happen anytime. Al Green can just show up, and you'll be like, "Cool, that that'll work." Look, it 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 came to a point though where it was like I wound up like having Al Green on, and and then like she went to the bathroom for a second, mm-hmm. and I was, and when she comes out, I'm watching Pulp Fiction because they played Al Green, and it just made me want to watch Pulp Fiction. I I get that. I've we should get back real quick, but uh, uh, similarly, uh, and here's where I've screwed up before. I've been like, yeah, put on uh, put on whatever you wanted to, and here's my whole catalog of whatever, or I put on whatever, and then somebody goes to the bathroom, they come back, and I'm sitting there with the guitar picking out the song, like, hold on, I'm almost got it. Oh yeah, yeah, that'll ruin the mood too. I've done that with harmonica. Like, and here's the funny part: it's different if you've got it already. Like if while somebody was in the bathroom, you picked out the whole song that you can maybe work with that. If they would come back and you're still in the lab, no, it's done. It's over. Mm-hmm. You need to throw that thing. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> Neither here nor there. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I liked Grave Digger though. I liked uh, I liked Wayne oh. Brady. He did, he did a fantastic job. Quick what did sidebar you think with Wayne Brady? Mm-hmm. And this is where I got back to, uh, this is after I watched this, then I saw a quick little glimpse of a headline somewhere that Wayne Brady was quarantining with his ex-wife and her now husband and or boyfriend, I can't remember. Oh. Or boyfriend, I guess. <laughs> um, 
And I kind of thought, nope, that's the Wayne Brady I know. That's the laid back dude that's <laughs> that would quarantine with his ex-wife and whoever she's in a relationship with now. Like, why would you do that, Wayne? Oh, it's fine. We're gonna play charades. I mean, yeah, that like that part for me feels right. When I saw Gravedigger, I was here's the thing: watching Gravedigger the whole time, I was really happy with him. I thought they did a pretty good job with the execution. The effects were really pretty solid, except for like two moments. But mm-hmm. um, otherwise, it looked great. It was played well. I was really surprised to see that Brady could uh, play a villain as well as he did. Uh, yep. They had a good story for him. His backstory was actually really compelling. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that him and Jefferson are connected um, was pretty sweet. I didn't like, like that. I, really, all of this hit for me. It's just that later when somebody was like, oh, yeah, Wayne Brady's still a good dude. I was like, oh, that makes sense, too. Yeah. That's the real talk <laughs> right there. I like that he was just jaded and had been like so put upon for, for generations now. That well, like he in a show like Black Lightning, guy. how the hell do you not have a character that's just that like that yeah of course fucking of course but you know it's also been around for 150 years to see everything that black people have gone through fucking of course he's pissed absolutely but you know what like that's i didn't need that extra little push that he was related to jefferson like at all no because I, i did like it for the mythology of the show that he is the original meta that was stable i like that Mm -hmm. i didn't like how they used it when they were talking yeah it felt a little um forced yeah she's like a little shinson and picard little like my blood is your blood bullshit yeah. you know like, it doesn't like, mean you're the same shut up I, well i'll give you a juxtaposition there. <laughs> one when they're fighting in the parking lot and throwing each other into street signs that was a uh-huh. that was a fun moment of like sure yeah you and me are blood that was kind of fun uh-huh later when the whole thing's literally falling down and jefferson's like no we gotta save him we're kin we're blood kin i think he said it was weird it, it, it was yeah. a phrasing that I don't know, man. It's not my culture. Maybe I just didn't. Know, I didn't recognize it. it. Sounded strange to me. They take great pains to uh, add a weird mysticism to the show. <laughs> some of oh. it makes sense, and then some of it doesn't. Like, um, and it was funny. Is like, there's a black guy I know at work, and he was watching it. And he was like, "Hey, so you know all, all about the DC stuff?" I'm like, "Yeah," and he's like, "I like Black Lightning, but why are they like always talking about voodoo and shit?" <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I thought I thought that was like a cultural thing. He's like, I mean, not really, not here anyway. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. No, not generally, not here. No, <laughs> that's not. <laughs> I mean, like if be... if you were doing the stats on how many white and black people there are that are into voodoo, yeah, you're gonna get voodoo on the black side more heavily. Yeah. If, if you just generally asked how many people in the U.S. are into voodoo, it's gonna be a very small number. It, it sometimes feels like the show is written by a lot of white people who just think black people exist in Louisiana. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, the, like a lot of the, uh, the black characters that it, even the ones who survived and worked were uh, effectively written by white people. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I want to make. I mean, I'm not talking about the black comics. I'm talking about the, sh- the show. Oh, the show in general. Yeah. But uh, I'm just saying the history is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of taking a swing at stuff you know some from a good place some from from not um even the name black lightning though is like yeah you could be like i, I kind of get when somebody says like why does it have to be black lightning I'm like, well because you know lightning's fun by itself but you know take away the connotations the words black lightning are just kind of cool together i don't know like short of any connotation that's yeah. just a cool phrase 
And I'm glad the character fucking worked out. And in, especially in this context where you actually get a ton of context to, yeah. to digest it. I mean, on his face, you tell a criminal black lightning is coming. The f- you know, they're already scared that he's going to be able to see where they jizzed. <laughs> That's black neon. Oh, you may have mixed up your characters. I just heard black light. That's what <laughs> black, black, black argon or black neon is what you- black noble gas. <laughs> That's what's going to fuck you up there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I to, for me, like, okay, you know what I thought? I thought, and I can't remember if this is a thing across the board. Uh, I'm sure it's not somewhere. And it may be a one-off thing. But you know how, like, Havoc and Cyclops can't hurt each other because they're brothers? <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, their powers okay. don't work against each other? Yeah, that's what I thought they were, to it. Yeah, I thought that's what they were going to be going for with... Gravedigger and and Black Lightning. Yeah, but that doesn't always work. Um, yeah, it didn't seem like it was a real thing here. So I was just like, oh, okay. I thought that was like, because other than that, I'm just like, other than just going down the whole like, you and me are the same. We have the same blood. I'm like, yeah. No, I, I think there's way more evidence that brothers can hurt more in comics, probably. Yeah, I'm 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 actually pretty sure. I mean, any I of the saw, summers can fuck each other up at will. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have seen a panel. With like a very sad Scott Summers talking to Alex Summers talk, saying like we've never needed powers to hurt each other before, like <laughs> which is a fine moment. <laughs> All right, let's let's get to Brandon here. I don't like the kids acting. I don't like the way they wrote him. I didn't like uh, his. Uh, I mean, I understand you got to have him angry at Doctor Jace and blah blah blah. She killed my mother. Turned out she didn't. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, this kid was always angry, always had an attitude, always squinting and making his face pucker like his like looks like he just ate a lemon, tilting his head back. I just hate that kind of acting so much. He totally went to the Jefferson Jackson School of Acting. Like he's a, <laughs> just this, gotcha. like uh, I just I just hate that so much. Like even when he's like being amiable and talking, he's just like he's got like angry eyebrows as as uh, as. Capaldi would say on Doctor Who, very cross eyebrows. <laughs> it's just always like, yeah, I'm a jerk. Yeah. Like I just, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I didn't like his his relationship with with Jen. I just didn't care anytime I saw him on screen, except to be annoyed by him. And uh, he, and at the end, he didn't even get to kill Doctor Jace. It was that other dude. No, just <laughs> that, random military guy pops her. He wasn't quite random military guy. He was still that like ASA guy who had been like, I, like I know he has a whole able to mimic and shit. It's just but... that military was sent in to pop her and he just popped her. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean it was a dark scene and it was cool and I was happy to see her die. Like really happy to see her die. Like I was <laughs> really tired of her like, character. Fist bumped like, a little bit. That's the thing. Like that's the thing I love the most about this season finale is it felt like they wrapped up a ton of stuff that I had been like chomping at the bit for them to wrap up. Yeah, it was it was like just really satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. Just so many gunshots to that woman. <laughs> yeah, she she's uh she's straight dead. Like she had it coming. She has had it coming for quite a while. Um, well, speaking of gunshots. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I started with this earlier, I guess. But uh, one of the things that... All right, there were three things in this that seemed forced to me. Okay. Actually, I really enjoyed the shit out of the finale. So don't... Uh, if, if I feel like if I didn't say that before, then that's that's where I'm coming from. 
Yeah, they. I think they, they um, stuck the landing for the most part, yeah. For the most part. The only thing was it felt a little bit rushed in times. Like, one, mm-hmm. how the hell does Khalil get to that ASA office? Doesn't make sense. How does Black Lightning get there? Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, one, yeah, I was confused or, about how fast Jefferson got to... And how he even knew where Odell and Khalil were. Like, it was just... Th- how Khalil did or how... Jefferson did both all, all, all in both. Well, I guess Jefferson could have been like scouring the city and like doing his little x-ray vision thing that he has like now. He didn't have time. They were dealing it with does, some shit before. I don't think they would have had time, but that's how he would have seen. That's just like maybe Khalil would have, how, but yeah. Mm. All right. So there's another thing is during the Khalil Khalil fight, which was mm-hmm. fantastic, especially the rope a dope line. I always love a rope a dope. Mm-hmm. Um, they had this like blurred visual thing going on at some point. Mm hmm. Which felt like they just couldn't quite finish the scene to me. Mm-hmm. I just hadn't seen that effect in the history of Black Lightning before. Like I haven't okay. seen that in the history of the show, and it just felt like they'd literally blurred a shot to make it happen. And it, I guess it was Mindscape, but I also was just it took me out a little bit. I just didn't know what they were going for in that moment. Right. Just I don't know. Just a weird thing for me. I could be wrong. The other thing though was in the big one for me mm-hmm. because I enjoyed. A lot of it. I especially enjoyed the fight between uh, Jefferson and Gravedigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it kind of like whoever's, uh, I, I forget who Gravedigger stole the microwave power from. Yeah, but I don't remember. When he turns into a microwave and his eyes get black, he can uh, do what I assume a microwave would do to a human being, which is fucking crush their water cells from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it clearly is bad. And Jefferson is capable of overcoming it, as he shows in the first scene when they were talking about being bros in the street. But he pulls it on him again, and then just out of the background, Lynn, bam, shotgun. Yeah. It just felt like it's it's one of those, I've never had a moment. Like, Lynn with the shotgun the first time was the first was one of the moments where I've been like, yeah, this makes sense. And I swear, most of the time, Lynn, every time they give her something to do, I'm like, well, they just, I feel like for this scene, they just handed you a shotgun and said, go make this happen. Mm-hmm. It just does not feel earned at all. Yeah, I can see that. She spent all that time. I mean, I I love the fact that it was a shotgun, at least. It was a callback. I, I appreciate that. I love the fact that she's been working on some variation of green light the whole time to basically do the reverse. Great callback. But well, Im- importantly, it wasn't that she was necessarily saving Jefferson because he could have overcome it, I assume, yeah, I in time. He, well, that's the problem. Is like, I don't know if he could have won that fight in time. So I get that they needed some kind of mechanism to come in and make that happen in time well, I'm, plus I'm she good just with that. had to she had to whether she whether he killed jefferson or not she had to depower him and he was distracted long enough for her to do it that look as far as the logistics of the scene mm-hmm. i get it and they make sense i just for me it cracked me up being that i've been so disappointed with lynn's character this long mm-hmm. that the first time i see her again really makes sense in a scene it's like bam shotgun <laughs> Yeah, I see it. I can. I get you. It makes sense. Um, so I'm I, I'm hoping this ASA storyline is for the most part over. I hate that Odell's not dead because uh, I feel like he deserves it. Uh, I really liked them going to the congressional hearing, and I really liked that Judge Isabella and Judge Von Eden were there. That you know Tony Isabella and Trevor Von Eden; those were the creators of Black Lightning. Um, oh, yeah. I, good. That touch. was just. That's awesome. And I liked that Gravedigger was, you know, the random dude in the audience, you know, that he was just sort of like, mm, okay, maybe uh, maybe they, they did it their way and it was a good thing. And, you know, I look forward I, to seeing Wayne I'm Brady again. I'm not sure 
<laughs> where we're going to end with that. But I kind of like both possibilities. Like he teamed with the ASA and in his mind, what he was doing worked. Mm-hmm. If what he's trying to do, uh, if, if he just, if he never learned anything from this season and he just came back and yep. tried to do it with say Tobias or somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That sounds fantastic. If instead he learned from it and we're going to get, you know, uh step uncle or grand uncle or whatever the hell he's called. Right. I think grand uncle, great uncle, great, great, great uncle, great uncle, probably great, great uncle, something like that. But yeah. Yeah. Um, only other thing I really got to talk about is uh, Lala and Lady Eve. And I still don't know what the hell is happening, except I love their little power struggle. I love I do it. love the power struggle. I still have no idea where that's leading. Um, so Lady Eve, another one that's, I enjoy her presence. I just don't know what the yeah. fuck's going on with it right now. I, I'm perpetually made uncomfortable watching this show with my wife because of her cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Um, I'm perpetually made uncomfortable anytime I see Lady Eve because I cannot get the image of her just staring down a person and having a conversation while she plunges what looks like a liposuction stick into a uh, currently dead body. Mm -hmm. Like mechanistically, like like this was her art and she didn't have to think about it anymore kind of thing. Right. I... um, (laughs) That just I, that's that was a striking image. I I hope for Lala's sake he starts sending you know his like one or two gay henchmen over to freaking Lady Eve's house of hookers from mm-hmm. now on. Just mm-hmm. get stop get stop letting her extract information from these guys with women. Yeah. <laughs> just, just stop. Surely, surely you have any a way. sense. Oh, seems, seems like a good idea. Uh, yeah, I I I love. I'm so happy Lala's not dead. Or not, you know, final, final to dead. Yeah, he and he really did grow on me. Uh, it by season two, I was pretty, pretty hooked. Mm-hmm. Season one, I could have gone either way. He had some fun moments. Lala is definitely a character I want to see get a redemption arc. Yes, he, and we he got a step. We got a step closer with with his Bill Henderson head nod in the street. But we did no. I mean, he, that apparently is his priority. He's going to protect Freeland outright. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, but with the say... ASA off the table, with Markovi <clears throat> off the table, uh, Odell doing something maybe, but he may not be involved. We'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the the Jeffersons in general. We got the uh, uh, the Pierce family. Um, you, you know, they, they, they have a current trajectory. It's really the villains that we don't know about. Yeah. We don't know what the hell Tobias is up to. Mm-hmm. Lala's a wild card. <clears throat> and Gravedigger's just mm-hmm. running out there, changing shape. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Gamby. We didn't say anything about Gamby oh, or, yeah, or TC. Uh, I love TC, by the way. TC is yeah. great. Great He's addition. Fine. I hope he st- he sticks around. I really like his character. Yeah. Um, and it looks like they're going to basically get like a new bunker. I, I can't imagine them staying in that blowed up shithole. I mean, they kind of. They could, I guess. But, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah say really exposed. Yeah. We're talking about Gamby here, a guy who had a death plan for a van he was driving in one time. Mm-hmm. And it's still technically dead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're going back to the Taylor shop. Yeah. I mean, they blew oh, it up. Speaking of, a weird moment that I enjoyed uh, him talking about, like, when I was going through what you're going through right now, I, uh, I you know, I went to tailoring and, and the, the sewing and all that. It gave mm-hmm. me peace of mind. And he just gives Khalil the notepad and just says, I hear, we're, it, I hear you're an artist at some point. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that moment. Mm-hmm. Also kind of true. Yeah. Got somebody from, you know... At, Honest to God, like some kind of creative outlet, if you have any instinct like that for PTSD, it actually does help. Yeah. I just love Gamby. I feel like they did most of his, a lot of his character work last year. Um, 
Yeah, now he's kind uh, of in a supportive role. Yeah, I, I'm I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not opposed to seeing more from him later. I really like uh, the way he seems to be uh, taking a, taking in TC as sort of a you know Black Lightning 2.0. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like still uh, feels like he's still uh, repenting for his for his sins and his youth. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I I love Gamby. He's one of my favorites on the show. He's good. So, uh, and yeah, you know, Gamby's one of those people that, he, to borrow the phrase, he's got red in his ledger. Mm-hmm. He's he's not he's not done making that right yet. Yep, he'll be around for a while. Oh man, how much would you love to see a spinoff series with Gamby and Alfred Pennyworth? <laughs> so much. <laughs> so much, like Gamby and Alfred, like the Pertwee Alfred. Yes. Oh, they would fuck some cunts up, no doubt. <laughs> oh, that's not okay. <laughs> Why'd you have to say it like that? I've been listening to too many Australian, uh, too many Australians recently. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know what a kippa is? I do actually. Oh, yeah. Well, hmm. <laughs> and then they just laugh about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, like there's a scene where one of them is trying to bait on a rifle and then halfway through the other one just grabs it and finishes breaking it down. The other one grabs it and builds it back again. The other one like throws in the last part, the last second, the whole thing takes 28 seconds and they just laugh Mm -hmm. about it afterward. And then they kiss. Yeah. Naturally. (laughs) And then they go into the bat cave that we never got to see. That's right. And Pertwee says, I'm attracted to hearts. All right, I'm done. And then Pertwee becomes a dog soldier. <laughs> um, I, this might have been my favorite uh, season so far of Black Lightning. How do you I, feel? I really did enjoy it, especially the second half. Yeah, second half was made it. Made it. I think uh, it did. It was a little slow going at first. Sixteen episodes still seems a little too long for this show. Um, but then you get to the last episode and somehow it felt rushed. I don't know what to do with that. No, but, sixteen. Um, Sixteen's. Uh, it feels about right. It's just that there were the Khalil and the Lynn storylines that I didn't love. And then other than that, I really enjoyed what I saw. Yeah. I, you know, I think, I think I could do without, oh, especially Lynn still being addicted after all of this. Yeah. Which, oh, God damn it. I think I could deal without, uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's so yeah. annoying. Still, still like we're going to have to do with that next season. That is the thing I'm looking forward to least. Mm, yeah. I can see that. I can see that hard. Ugh. That, they, they, there's basically nothing on the table. If you told me next season of Black Lightning is, is premieres tomorrow, that I wouldn't be like, yeah, it sounds great. Let's, mm-hmm. let's I, I'm in. I'm going to hate the CW app commercials like I always do, but let's do this. And then that would be the one part. I was like, oh, fucking, what are they going to do with the goddamn green light again? Oh, man. What? Okay. One of my biggest joys of the season was when he comes back from Crisis and he's talking like the first thing he does is he gets on the comm with Gamby. He's like, Gamby, dude, Superman's real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was pretty good. And, oh. and I love their like truth sequence at the table where everyone's kind of like yes, spilling the beans. Gonna, yes. And he's like, hey, so it turns out there are like an infinite number of universes and I helped save them. I don't know. <laughs> They're like, you're always going to top us with that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> well, she got man. You got anything else? Nope. Let's bounce. All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you are interested, uh, I have a new uh, Patreon episode up. It is a review of the Batman: The Adventures Continue comic uh, issue one, and um, 
yeah, that's uh, five dollars. Five dollars a month is what what, what gets you that, and um, or just five dollars one time because you can always cancel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, <laughs> if you just want to hear that episode or just binge whatever, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You do you. Appreciate you it either you. way. Um, and dconscreen.com for every episode. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, let us know what you thought of the Black Lightning uh, season three and the finale. And uh, let us know what uh, what Dave Matthews song Black Lightning makes you think of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until next Which time. Which one annoys you the most? <laughs> Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Bye. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series, Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Are you maladjusted? Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Pro Grand Range by Thermador. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know what drives you, what inspires you. You know why you're here today, thinking about your education and your career. But do you know how to get where you're going? Indiana Wesleyan University is a place where your dreams and goals are known, where you're pushed to excel, and you're supported beyond graduation day. Explore our tuition guarantee, our faith-integrated coursework, and more than 100 online degree programs. See how it's possible at IWUisHow.com. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.